We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Monday. It's May 22nd. It is 2023. We have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Good little uh, Sunday night here when we're recording. Rough basketball game going on. Unfortunately, we've got a, a blowout in game three. Looks like the heat. Just have Boston's number. Um, had the all-star race for NASCAR. Had a nice little night, thanks to you. Content was amazing, as always. Uh, finished near the top in a couple of single entries and had, had a good sweat for uh, the big tournament as well. A couple teams in the top, like 200, that didn't quite get there, but still, still a really nice night in, in, in the NASCAR streets. It was. I, uh, like, semi-joking said this in Discord chat. But it was like, boring races have turned into like smash DFS races. Like if I don't have like any variants, I'm really good at like predicting races most of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, 
the short track package that we have right now, like any track we go to with the short track package, it's just not good. Like it's just not good. Um, and I know they're working with it and they're going to get it better, but, um, I mean, it's made for changing the way you approach these short tracks and, um, we're, we're figuring it out. I mean, it was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good day. Uh, the basketball game, man. People keep hating on the heat and they keep doing their thing, man. I just listen. Um, I know there's somewhere Dean is smiling watching this game with Miami going up 3 0. Um, man, we talked about them on Sirius XM two Sundays ago and getting them 23 to 1 to win the championship. And I bet you that ticket has moved massively and you could cash it in maybe for like three or four X if you don't believe in them to win the championship. For sure. Yep. It's wild. It's wild. So, um, yeah, we're back. What's up, YouTube? Hope you're having a fantastic Sunday night. Richie, Brent, Derek. Hope you're all hanging out. And, um, yeah, like I said, having a great Sunday night. So we have seven baseball games to talk about here at today's podcast. I had to look up that heat number once you said that. They are three to one to win the championship is the best number you can get them at right now. So and we were talking yeah, about getting them a good, nice yeah. little spot to be in. Yeah. So I don't know how many people grabbed it on XM, but um yeah, I mean it was uh it was it was a it was such a good number for where they were at in the series. Um I don't remember where they were at in the series, but I just remember talking about it and like saying like this number is way too good for where they're at. So yeah. All right. We got seven games. This is a good, like, get back in the groove kind of thing slate uh, for me. I know you do some baseball stuff on the weekends, but um, baseball weekends for me are very slim to none. We got the Dodgers and the Braves, nine and a half total here. Uh, the Braves, a 145 favorite. We got Morton going up against Stone. That is Gavin Stone. Um, pitched three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, um, against Philadelphia, eight hits allowed, four in runs. Uh, I think only one strikeout. Kind of just filling in for Dustin May after Dustin May got hurt the other day. Uh, any interest here in Gavin Stone? The price is nice, and he's a pretty decent prospect. Um, I don't think he's quite ready yet, though. I think he's kind of being forced into action here because of the injuries in that Dodgers rotation. Draws a really tough matchup against Atlanta. Um, I think I'll pass on him in this one. See what he's got for a couple starts. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to see a lot of him. His changeup is like the thing that's talked about the most. He has a very above average changeup. Um, and I mean, there's going to be spots where that's really going to work. Um, but, you know, we kind of saw like the, the strikeouts just be a thing. Like double A, big strikeout rate. Triple A, big strikeout rate. Triple A this season, the strikeouts have come down. The swinging strike rate has come down. Um this guy, I mean, you're not a top 100 prospect in baseball for not being good. Like, let's be honest. So, um, I just, again, different matchup. We're, I think we're discussing it more. Matchup against the Braves, eh, that's a tough one. I do, we do want strikeout pitchers against the Braves for what it's worth. And, I mean, he does grade out to be an above average strikeout pitcher, but we'll kind of have to see um, how it plans out. I'm not playing him today. Charlie Morton on the other side of this game, coming off of a fantastic start against Texas, uh, really kind of, you know, pitching well here recently. Two of his last three starts, he's looked really good. Um, tough matchup here against the Dodgers. Any interest in Morton? We actually have some pretty good options here in this 9K range, um, even though it's a shorter slate. 
he's definitely my fourth favorite among those guys, like nine to 10 K probably don't get to him all that much. It's just because of the matchup. Um, looks like he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Strikeouts have been up here recently, but he's, he's got the Dodgers um, and they're going into Atlanta, which is a better hitters park than, than Dodger stadium. So nice park upgrade there. Probably don't get to too much Morton today. And for what it's worth, I played um, Morton in that start against Texas. That lineup that they rolled out there was really bad. He, he drew a really good lineup that day uh, with a lot of strikeouts. Assuming that the like, Dodgers don't send anybody here. I mean, there's only like three like real strikeout bats in this lineup with Muncie, J.D. Martinez, and Altman. Uh, the rest of the lineup I'm pretty sure is under 20% on the season against right-handed pitching like overall. So um, unless some people are sitting and we get a weird lineup, I'm just not going to have a ton of interest in him today. Again, when lineups come out, Dodgers may be resting people after a weekend series, getting a Monday, um, then maybe, yeah, you can look at the spot. But I think right now, looking at a projected lineup, it's going to be tough to play Morton at 9,400. Not to say I'm going to go out of my way to play Dodgers bats. Um, I, I mean, Morton has been pitching great here recently. Muncie's 5,200, Freeman's 51. Those would probably be my two favorite bats here. I mean, Morton does definitely struggle with lefties more than righties. Um, I mean, you could you could talk me into like a Hayward because he keeps hitting and he's going up against Atlanta. And you know there's extra motivation there because uh, he's going to see the ball better, obviously. Uh, revenge. Um, Keith didn't even get my joke. Didn't laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading something. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. Um, talk to me about the Dodgers bats. Yeah, it, it's mild interest. Respect Morton as, as a pitcher. Um, they're expensive as well. I ju- we just talked about the, the 9K range of pitchers is really strong. I think you can pay up twice for pitching. It, may, it makes it difficult to get to the Dodgers. Um, there, there is a cheap pitcher or two that we can target to make it work if, if you do have interest. Uh, agreed, Muncie's probably the top bat here. Freeman. Um, definitely going to can still play some outman. Uh, he's come back to earth a little bit, but still, still a nice hitter. Um, it's just an expensive stack and I, I prefer other spots. Atlanta. I think, um, Atlanta gets some ownership today. Um, overall, I think this is a team that definitely is going to draw some ownership. We know like their ceiling, the problem, like the uh, the only problem with Atlanta is like the pricing. But I mean, honestly, Ozuna is still twenty seven hundred. He continues to smash. Um, I mean, I don't understand why they don't price him up to like thirty five hundred and make you like think about playing him in your Atlanta stacks. But Rosario is twenty five hundred. He continues to hit. Um, so, I mean, I like Ozuna more than Rosario if I had to choose one of them, just because I think Ozuna right now has a higher ceiling than Rosario. Um, what are your thoughts on the Atlanta bats? Yeah, I like I mentioned Stone, maybe not quite ready, um, making the jump to the big leagues just a second start. And Atlanta has power all throughout the lineup. So I, I'm more interested in in the Braves than the Dodgers. Um, and they have a couple of those cheap bats that you were just talking about as well that helps you get up to the Acunas, the Olsons, Murphy, uh, and Riley. Harris at 3300 absolutely love that price. I like the Rosario call as well at, at 2,500 um, Ozuna at 2,700. So they have a couple of cheap outfielders, especially that, that help you get up to the big bats like Acuna and Olson. All right. We got Tigers and Royals eight and a half total in this game. Royals uh, 120 favorites. We got Lorenzen against Singer. Any interest here in Lorenzen going up against Kansas city? Good matchup. Um, don't love the price tag. 
I prefer Singer on the other side for 800 cheaper. He's just, he's not a strikeout guy. Um, 18.6% strikeouts on the season. Kansas City's a good matchup, but I, I, I prefer Singer. I kind of have a slight, like, I mean, okay. Anytime a pitcher is facing Kansas City or Detroit, I think you're willing to have some slight interest, especially if they're right-handed. Um, these are the two lowest WRC plus teams in baseball against right-handed pitching this year. So I think to say like, no, I don't want to play him at all. Well, no, I mean, I think it depends on like what contest you're playing um, type of stuff, because I, I mean, Lorenzen, he's not a strikeout guy. Keith, Keith nailed it. He's at an 18.6%. He's going to go out. He's going to generate a lot of ground balls. He's not likely to give up a bunch of home runs. He's really kind of, Worked on the walk issue. It's still not perfect, but it's getting better um, this season. So, I mean, you're just playing him more as, like, hoping to go out and get 18 to 22 points um, type of spot. So, I think that that ceiling of 27 last time out, eh. I, I mean, I don't see him striking out a bunch of guys like that again. But, I, listen, there's a 25% K rate, lowest WRC+. plus. Brady Singer on the other side of this game. Singer is going to get some decent ownership today uh, just because, I mean, he is facing Detroit and I mean, Detroit is just, they're really bad. I mean, I don't even have a nice way to put it anymore. Um, I mean, th- we talked about this. I feel like all of last season um, where this was just a team you picked on every time you had a right-handed pitcher against them. And we're right back to that again this year. I mean, they haven't really improved. They've called some guys up and they haven't really worked out. So I mean, I think Singer, again, in the conversation. But, again, he's a 19% K-rate guy, and he gives up a ton of hard contact. So, I mean, they're both in this, like, price range. If Singer's going to be 30% and Lorenzen's going to be 10%, I mean, I probably side with Lorenzen because I think they're basically the same pitcher. Um, what are your thoughts here on Brady Singer? Yeah, I'm I'm a little higher on Singer, and he's not had a great season. Don't get me wrong. I just I think that he has more in the tank. If you look at his numbers last year, he was up at a 24% K rate, where he's in that 19% range this year. Um, I haven't dug in enough to know exactly what's going on, whether it's velocity or or pitch mix or anything like that. But it's a fantastic matchup. I'm I'm willing to take shots on a lot of people at, at 7K. Um, like I said, Singer just he hasn't been very good this year, but this is this is a great get right spot for him here against Detroit. So at 7K, I'm I'm interested. It's a good get right for any right-handed pitcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I completely understand. Um I was I was really quickly just pulling it up and seeing, but I mean his numbers are terrible this year. Like his his strikeout rate's down five percent. His hard hit rate is up 19%. Um, his ex-WOBA is up 90 points. That's a lot. That's really high. Um, so, I mean, that is obviously super concerning when you're looking at all of it that way. Um, trying to – I mean, he's just not generating the whiffs like he was last year. I yeah, mean, it was just the... 8.4% uh, swing strike rate, 9.3 yeah. last year. So, d- definitely down there. It looks like a lot of his vertical and horizon, like his movement is just down overall. Um, so, I mean, that could be a huge, like a huge factor. Um, you know, you know, especially looking at like his spin rate in like 2020 and 21, and then looking at his spin rate this year. I mean, the spin's just down a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his, his, 
like Sierra and stuff, three points better than his ERA. So a little unlucky this year, but I don't like seeing like stuff where, um, you know, you're, you're seeing like bottom 5%, bottom 1% in the league in exit velocity, um, bottom 1% of the league in hard hit rate. Like that's not what you want to see. Um, so again, I think he's fine. He's facing Detroit. You know, you don't have to worry about the, you know, Detroit hitting the ball hard. They don't have one guy in their projected lineup over a 200 ISO against right pitching this year. So uh, they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> uh, with that said, any interest in the Detroit bats? I mean, we've just, you just broke down singer struggles. It's definitely not a full stack for me. Um, I'm going to be more on the singer side of this, but I think a cheap three man to, to round out your lineup is a, a decent way to go. McKinstry's had a pretty solid season. Um, He's 3,700, fills a second base position. Torkelson has some power in there somewhere, or at least we were told he did um, as, a, as a top draft pick. Um, Maton at, at 2,800, third base only, um, but swings from the left side against Swinger. Been a rough go for him. Ibanez is a guy who's been in there quite a bit. So depending on what they do with the lineup here, um, I, I wouldn't mind trying to find like three of these guys. McKinstry would be my first look. Probably not getting up the green at 4,700, even Baez at 4,600. A little pricey, uh, but some value bats I think are in play. Yeah, this is one of those spots where if like, we're getting big ownership on Singer, I definitely could look at a mini stack at, at the minimum. Um, my favorite bat would be Riley Green. You know, he's expensive, but he's the one that I, I feel like has the highest upside on this team uh, just overall. So, I mean, he would be the guy that I'm the most interested in playing here. Torkelson, like you said, I mean, we're just still kind of waiting. Um, there was somebody else that I was looking at earlier when I was looking at the slate. Um, the second baseman, is it Andy Albanez? Ibanez, yep. Ibanez, yeah. So, I mean, he's another guy that, like, his advanced stats are way better than, like, his, like, surface stats. He hits the ball hard a lot. Like, I think he only has, like, a 6% soft contact rate. So, um, could be a good spot for him if Singer continues to struggle with hard contact. Uh, Kansas City bats. Lorenzo's not going to get up there and blow the ball by anybody. Um, I could definitely see this being like a secondary stack too. The one thing um, that I will like continue to point out, Detroit's bullpen still top 10 bullpen this year. Um, they're still doing really well. Um, <laughs> front end of the rotation, not great, uh, but the bullpen's doing great. Uh, any interest here in Kansas City? I do have some interest. I'm not scared of Lorenzen. We talked about that low strikeout rate. Um, they're a little bit more expensive, and, and they're the premium guys you want, too, like Bobby Witt. Sal Perez at, at catcher, always one of the top options. Uh, Melendez just has outfield eligibility now, but I don't mind him in the spot against Lorenzen. He's 3,700. Pascantino at, at 4,100. A nice power bat. Um, Prado is a, a really good prospect um, that has big power as well. He's only 2,900. Um, so I, I like going up for one of Witter Perez and then Pascantino and maybe Prado. Like that three-man I like a lot. I don't know that I'll full stack them. I'm just not not convinced in their upside. Just not a great offense overall. Um, but I do like the three-man. All right. We're moving on. We got Houston at... Milwaukee, eight total in this game. One of the lowest totals that we have on the slate. Um, pick em game. I mean, basically everywhere. We got Burns and Javier. Doesn't shock me that's a pick em game with these two guys on the hill. Um, let's start with Christian Javier. Any interest in him going up against Milwaukee? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's the most expensive pitcher on the slate, but strikeout upside certainly in this matchup. Uh, Milwaukee is is not a great offense. We've been saying it all season. Um, plenty of strikeouts in the lineup. They're like twenty three point three percent. Let me look at what they. Yeah, that's against righties. They're at twenty three percent. So. Uh, Javier with his uh, strikeout rate this season, a little bit down from where it was last year, but still very solid at 28.5% strikeouts. He's got the walks under control as well. It's allowing him to work a little bit deeper into games. Just, I think the price ta- the price tag is justified for the matchup. Yeah, I mean, the, the matchup is good. Like, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. We, we I mean, we feel like we've been talking about it a lot against lefties and righties. So, um a little bit higher upside if you're a lefty against Milwaukee, but I think the upside's still there uh, for a guy like Javier, who, I mean, this guy has 10-plus strikeout upside on any slate. So getting a team like this, I think you have to be interested. And he's one of a few, maybe two or three guys that can go over 30 today on drafting. So um, definitely interested in Javier. Burns. Burns, he burns, he burns. I mean, the strikeouts are getting a little bit better. Um I mean, is he getting just used to the clock a little bit more? Is he just getting good matchups? I mean, it's tough to say, but, I mean, Houston, Altuve back helps for sure. I mean, but once you get past, like, Tucker, man, the lineup gets really, really bad. Um, Burns is 9K. What are your thoughts on him today? Yeah, I'm I'm interested. Um, Like you said, he's starting to turn it around a little bit. He's had, like, three or four pretty good starts here in a row. Still not the elite strikeout stuff, but at least he's not just getting hit around every time he takes the ball now like he was his first couple starts this season. It's wild to see a guy who's had as much success as he is, has in his career struggle mightily out of the gate, um, but looks like he's getting it back together. I like the discount here. He's better than a 9K pitcher, in, even in a matchup against Houston, if he's right. Um, it looks like he's getting on track towards being back to that pitcher. Um, you like the Houston lineup is not as solid as it once was Altuve back certainly helps them. Um, but still, still some strikeouts near the bottom as like the last couple of years, Houston's a team that we pretty much just avoided because there were no strikeout bats in there. Um, when they had guys like, um, Brantley in there, um, like just a bunch of contact bats, there's still some strikeouts there. Um, Bregman's been down a little bit this season. I like, I like the discount that we're getting on Burns. Um, Save the thousand from Javier. I, I think he's figured it out enough to uh, have success here, even in a tougher matchup. All right, let's talk bats. Um, I mean, where Burns' struggle is like power righties, um, maybe a, a tournament shot on a guy like Bregman, um, you know, righty on righty power type of matchup. But I, I mean, Alvarez, Tucker, all these guys are usually in play. It's just a tough matchup and tough pricing. So, I mean, one-offs, sure. You know, if you want to chase some, like, power upside, low ownership type of thing because it's Burns. But, I mean, Burns is still generating 63% ground balls against left-handed hitters. It's not like he's going out and giving up a ton of home runs. So, um, thoughts on the Houston bats? Yeah, no no interest really at all. Um, Tucker and Alvarez, they're clearly their most two talented hitters, and they hit from the left side. Burns has that cutter that is really tough on lefties. Um Altuve is fine at 5,100. I think he's probably my favorite one-off. Definitely not stacking against Burns. Um, don't mind the Bregman call, but yeah, like I'm just not really interested in picking on Burns. 
Um, Milwaukee side, I mean, I just – I don't know if I can play any of these guys. Um, Tellus is the guy that – him and Adamas are, like, the guys I usually play. But Javier is really good, and I just don't see the need for it on a seven-game slate. Yeah, I'm with you for the most part. I do think you can hunt a home run against Javier. He's one of the highest fly ball pitchers in all of baseball, um, and he has really wide splits, um, strikes out way less lefties than he does righties. So Rowdy Tellez is a guy who's jumping out to me here. Um, he he is very tough on righties. I think he's over 35% strikeouts against righties. Uh, but he's got that the fly ball problem and um, is not as strong against lefties. So Tellez is the guy. I think you could take a shot on Yelich as well. Um but yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah. You always like to target Yarlich against Firewall guys, even like sure. now. So, all right, San Francisco at Minnesota. Yeah, San Francisco at Minnesota, nine total in this game. Twins, a 145 favorite. We got Ober, and it sounds like it's going to be Cobb from what I saw. Um, I, I know DraftKings has Brita, but I, I saw Cobb. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But, um, Previa. Um, I mean, who do you have? Yeah, I'm, on our lineups page, we have Alex Cobb as the listed starter, and then on DraftKings, it's it's Jaime. Um, no, Jonathan Brebbia, but Brebbia is an opener at, at best. Yeah. Like he's pitched strictly out of the bullpen, and he's not even like a long guy. He's a one inning guy. So if it is Brebbia, maybe they're they're opening with Brebbia for, and then Cobb's behind him. Um, I don't know if they, have they done that this year with Cobb. I know they've done it with a couple other not. guys. I know, um, but I don't know. Let's break it down as Alex Cobb um, because I, I really think I mean that's what I'm guessing here. So let's break it down with Cobb. Um, he's not cheap. I mean, if if he's going to go out and he's going to start this game though, like Minnesota is still dealing. With some injuries, um, you know, Buxton's banged up, Polanco on the IL, uh, Kepler banged up right now. Um, so, I mean, if it's Cobb, do you have interest in Cobb here? He's been really good this year. Um, the The leash has been extended from where he was at last year as well. I don't love the price tag. I, I'm not afraid of this Minnesota lineup as as currently constructed. Um, not a, I, I hadn't even seen Cobb before we we just jumped on right here. So I just I don't think you need to do it with the the four to nine k like Charlie Morton or Alex Cobb. I I don't know. Maybe you can make a case to play Cobb over him. Um, I definitely prefer the other three nine k pitchers over Cobb. If he was seventy six hundred, different conversation. But at eighty six hundred, he's just too close to the Javier, the Burns. Um, probably don't need to do it on the slate. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we haven't talked about him yet. We're gonna get to him. Luis Castillo is probably top pitcher, um, yeah. point per dollar on the slate going up against Oakland. Um, I mean, he's been pitching terrible, but he's had some really bad matchups. So we'll get to that. Um, so I mean, maybe as like a if you want to do Castillo as a SP one, and then you're gonna run Cobb as like an SP two type of play. I don't hate that. Um, you know, if there's some bats, like if you're I think Atlanta would be the team that comes to mind is like a really expensive stack. Like if you're trying to make it work um, type of thing. So we do have cores on the slate too. So um, any interest in Bailey over doing his thing, 
he's just doing his thing. And I mean, I, I talked about this a lot last time out going up against the Dodgers and like how his advanced numbers are like, they're like, eh, they're like, eh, I, I mean, <laughs> eh. so I don't know. Um, again, like this guy is giving up a ton of fly balls, a ton of fly balls. And I think he's only given up two home runs on the season. He's striking guys out. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Bailey over? I'm interested for sure. Um, 8,100 against the giants. And I'm, I'm just not scared of this giants offense. Like they're probably going to run a bunch of lefties out against him. Um, but they have struck out at the second highest rate in baseball against righties. Um, 20 over 25% on the season. Uh, br- br- um, over has been really good this season. Like, I don't know. I just kind of have to buy in. Like he, he doesn't have massive upside, but I think he can get you six to eight strikeouts and go six or seven innings in this spot. Um, like there's, there's plenty of strikeouts in the San Francisco lineup uh, price tag at 8,100. I, I like him as an SP two today. Yeah. I mean, if he continues to do his thing and break the, the advanced numbers type of thing, um, we see this from time to time. I mean, it's not uncommon, especially for fly ball pitchers to have weird, like, advanced numbers sometimes. So, I mean, he's one of those guys where I think you could play, and then I think he's one of those guys you could stack against. Um, I, I mean, Jock not being in the lineup hurts the stack overall because, I mean, he is one of the upside guys. So, that's always concerning. But, I mean, Yaz is still there. Conforto, Conforto I love to play. Um, against fly ball pitchers, you know, he is a guy that hits the ball on the ground a ton. So I really like this spot for Conforto. J.D. Davis is another guy, even righty on righty. Um, he hits the ball on the ground a ton, so he really benefits from a fly ball pitcher. So I don't mind anytime San Francisco is out of um, out of San Francisco, really, to stack them. Um, so, again, I think you can play some over. I think you can stack against over. And um, you just hope it doesn't hit that like middle line where neither one of it works out. So um, what are your thoughts on the Giants bats? Yeah, a, l- a little less interested, probably more of a, a mini stack, three man type stack for me. Just looking for some home runs. I, I do like the Conforto call. Hasn't been a great season for him, but he's still showing off plenty of power. Good spot for him to hit a home run here. Um, they're cheap. I'll, I'll give you that. Like Wade's 3,200. Um, Davis is 3,600. Yaz, 3,800. Like Tyro Estrada is the only guy that's priced up here. Um, so I guess if you're paying up for two 9K pitchers and, and you need a cheap five-man stack, I, I don't hate it. Um, I think I, I would rather play them as, as a three-man, though. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Minnesota Bats, I mean, they're like we've talked about, they're a little banged up. Assuming it's going to be Alex Cobb, Minnesota Bats sucks. Not very interested against Cobb. Just a really good ground ball pitcher. Um, elite control. I think you can look for a home run or two. Like Gallo is a guy that stands out in a pretty good spot here, 4,100. Um, probably not stacking, though. Yeah, I mean, Gallo, um, Larnick, Kirloff, um, any of these guys, like if you just wanted like cheap power and just hope it kind of works out, I think, um, I think I'm with you. I don't think I'm full stacking Minnesota unless the pitcher changes and obviously, you know, thoughts change when that kind of stuff happens. So, yeah. Just pay attention to that. Also, kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium Polaroid shades, customizable 
snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code ROTOGRINDERS for 50% off two or more pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Speaking of shades, Miami going to Colorado. We got course. It's an 11 and a half total. The Marlins are a 135 favorite. We got Cabrera going up against Chase Anderson. Oh, baby. Um, any interest here in Edward Cabrera in course? On a different slate, I, I might have some interest. Um, I'll have to see ownership. Um, if if Ober's low owned, I'd probably just go over and don't have to mess with Cabrera. But this this guy's been striking out everybody. He has the highest strikeout rate on the slate. He's above thirty percent. Obviously, huge downgrade going into Coors um, away from Miami, which is a very nice pitcher's park. Goes into the best hitters park in baseball. Um, I just don't think that this Colorado offense is very good. It's just whether this. The, I think the stuff will translate enough for him to be that elite strikeout pitcher that he that he's been so far this season. Um, it's an ownership thing. If if Ober's too high owned, um, or Singer, like if both Ober and Singer are picking up some ownership, and I'm looking for a pivot in this range, Cabrera's the guy. Um, but I, I'm hoping those those two pitchers that are in this same range are not as high owned, and and I can just play them instead. Yeah, I mean this. This team, uh, the lineup's not great right now by any means. You know, they're definitely missing a guy like C.J. Crone. Um, they're missing Rodgers for sure. I don't hate Cabrera. I, I mean, I will say, like every other Marlins pitcher, he has extreme home road splits. Um, I mean, he's given up, uh, I think it's like a 1.76 whip on the road compared to like 1.4 at home. Um, I had almost double the amount of runs. So, I mean, you're always worried about his walk issues. Um, this team strikes out at a very high clip. So, I mean, the strikeout upside is there. This might be one of the ones that you just like on a fantasy pick em site, um, you try to hit more of his, you know, striking prop and then uh, projection. And then like on a prop site, you or a betting site, you maybe look at a strikeout prop here if it's a good number. So I have interest. Um, I do. It's very slight. But, uh, you know, the strikeout ceiling is what you're kind of chasing. If this game was in Miami, he'd probably be one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. Um, I mean, that's such a difference, though, when you're talking ballparks. (laughs) For sure. Chase Anderson, he's not good. Um, I mean, listen, this team's bad. They're missing their best hitter, you know, no doubt. But Chase Anderson's a 14% K rate guy. He hasn't been giving up a ton of power, which is kind of working in his favor. But – Absolutely no upside. Yeah, I'm definitely not playing Chase Anderson. 
My question to you is, Coors always gets ownership. Do we think the Marlins are going to get ownership today with as bad as they've been? I think just because it's Coors, they're, they're still going to be owned. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be like mega chalk. Um, but there's like there's just not a ton of great options on this slate, honestly. Atlanta's in a good spot. Um, I mean, I, I haven't really loved any offenses so far that we've talked about. So, like Atlanta may, might be just as owned as as Coors. Um, it's like they're not a good offense, and I hate playing bad offenses in Coors just because they're in Coors. Uh, but when the opponent is Chase Anderson, I think you have to have some some level of interest. Anderson's been doing a better job of keeping the ball on the ground this year. I don't know if that's sustainable, if it's something that he's changed, um, but he's been a, a huge fly ball guy in his career with a bad home run problem. Um, that will not play well in Coors, uh, but in his first start in Coors, he was okay. So we'll have to see. Um, it's going to be very ownership-based for me. I'm I'm lukewarm on, on the Miami side here at best. Like... Even like Solaire and Rise are, are just priced up. Cooper's priced up. Like that, it seems like they have actually gotten price bumps here, which we haven't really seen um, from DraftKings on core slates so far. It's nice to see. It makes it a tougher decision. Um, it's it's definitely a fadeable game. I'll, I'll be seeing what the ownership looks like and decide where I land. My lean right now is underweight on Miami, but we'll see what the ownership looks like. It's weird. I mean. Um... Just kind of looking at his numbers last year, his ba- barrels went down a little bit last year too, especially after like his 2020 and 2021 numbers. Um, I mean, he's yet to give up a barrel just in general um, to start the, was it three starts now? I don't think that's sustainable. He really hasn't changed anything pitch wise. Like he's throwing the same stuff. He's using the same stuff overall. Um 2021 and 2020, he threw a lot more like breaking stuff and it really just wasn't working. And I mean, you have to think like, think of his home ballparks that he's pitching, um, you know, since leaving Milwaukee, he pitched in Toronto, he pitched in Philadelphia, he pitched in Cincinnati, and now he's pitching in Colorado. So um, I like Fortes. You get a $2,800 catcher in course. I like that a lot. Um, De La Cruz, 3,700, one of my favorite hitters just in general on the slate. And then I, you know, you have to have interest in Solaire because of his, you know, just his home run upside. So um, once you get past those three guys, I mean, the stack is not pretty, and you kind of just close your eyes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think they're playable. I don't know if I full stack Miami. Um, you know, Xavier Edwards is somebody that might benefit if he gets a fly ball. If like Chase Anderson kind of comes out and throws a bunch of fly balls, but yeah, I mean. You know, we always talk about like you're not just stacking against the starting pitcher, you're stacking against the bullpen, and this bullpen is borderline bottom 10. So, I mean, you're getting it's just a good spot overall. Um, Rockies, 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 Rockies. I mean, the one thing that you that we you know continue to say about Cabrera is big strikeouts walks a lot of people. And if he goes out and he walks a lot of people in cores, all it takes is one or two big hits. Um, anything interest you here for the Rockies today? Yeah, I mean, not a good offense. Um, I think they're going to be lower on than Miami, though, so I'm, I'm probably more likely to play some of them. Um, that Cabrera's walk rate is really what we're attacking here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think 
like the pricing again, it's like similar to Miami. They feel overpriced just because we haven't seen Coors priced up. Um, but Coors still brings the most upside on the slate. Um, Chris Bryan at 5,100, plenty of power there. I, I like him. Ryan McMahon would be the other guy I'm looking at, 4,800. Um, Gritchick should hit in the middle of the order, 4,400. Moustakas has, might might be figuring some things out in Coors. He's had a couple of decent games here recently. Um, still some power left there for sure. Doyle is a speed guy, probably hitting it near the bottom of the order. Um, it's like this lineup, though, it's just tough with like Diaz is probably going to hit somewhere in the middle of the order. He's 4,900. I just I have a, a tough time paying um, 4,900 for Elias Diaz. It's not something I love. Like I mentioned, offenses aren't great on this slate. They're in play for sure just because they're in course. Uh, but Cabrera's got big strikeout stuff. Um, you just hope that he doesn't is unable to find the plate, as has been the, a problem for him early in his career. All right, we're moving on. We got my socks heading into LA, taking on the Angels. We got Houch, 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 Houch. Yep. Um, I know. I, I listen to say it all the time, and I still mess it up all the time. So, um, Jaime Barria on the other side of this game. Let's talk how 7,500. I think a different slate maybe piqued my interest a little bit. I just don't know if this is the spot that I play him. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm interested either. Um, talked about Singer. I think he's in a better spot. Definitely a, a better matchup. Um, Hulk has a little bit of strikeout upside, 21% this year. He had a, a better strikeout rate out of the bullpen. I, th- I like, I'm just going to play singer over, over, over him. Um, just because of their matchups, the angels aren't the scariest team in the world, but they certainly have two of the scariest hitters in the world. Don't, don't really see a need for Hulk on this slate. Yeah. My, my problem is he's just not generating any soft contact. I think it's like 9% on the year. So uh, where you have a team like that has some power, especially in the top half of this lineup, it's really hard for me um, to get interest in him. Uh, the other side of this game, Jaime Barria. I mean, listen, at this point, I'm just I'm staying away from right-handed pitchers against the Red Sox, especially one that is not like a extremely dominant type of pitcher. Yeah, he's been pitching out of the bullpen as a long reliever too, so I don't think he has any leash whatsoever in this spot. We're really not getting a discount at all. He's seventy nine hundred, and I like. I'm guessing the pitch count is going to land in that sixty five to seventy five range. Um, Fifty eight well, is the. He's like doing. I mean, not to cut you off, sorry, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like he's going to throw a little bit, like, and then um, Chase Silseth is going to throw a little bit. I that think that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, like a piggyback situation. Like you're probably getting three three innings, maybe four at most, out of him here. Um, there's just there's no upside against a team that doesn't strike out and a guy who's probably going to throw 75 pitches at most. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't like the pitch count. Um, I think he's maxed out like 58 pitches this year. So, yeah, I mean, not 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 something I'm going to touch. Um, as far as the Boston bats go, Yoshida, uh, Devers, they hit Cassis third on Sunday against Waka. Duran, they went very left-handed heavy um, against Waka on Sunday. I don't mind it. Um, I think this is a team you can definitely look at because if it is like if it is Chase Silseth coming in after, um, he's another guy that's another right-handed pitcher 
that doesn't generate a ton of swinging strikes. Um, so I, I don't mind looking at the Boston Red Sox today. Yeah, I, I actually like this Boston stack quite a bit. Um, Devers is one of the best hitter, hitters in baseball. Priced appropriately, but two home run upside in any matchup. Certainly like his chances today. Um, Yoshida is priced up as well. Uh, 5800 for him is is a tough price to play. But th- there are some cheap guys here that, that make this work. Duran at 3800 is, I think, one of the best values on the entire slate. He's been hitting in the middle of the order, has been having a lot of success. Um, the Cassis price still 2200. There's this is still a huge power prospect. Um, against a couple of low strikeout pitchers, good spot for him. Um, Pablo Reyes has been amazing since coming over to Boston. I, I don't know if that continues, but he, he's a cheap second baseman. I'm always interested in that. Um, I like the Red Sox stack quite a bit here. Uh, might be my favorite stack on the slate. They've been like, um, kind of rotating between. Like Valdez, Valdez, and yeah, he's been good recently too. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't know if Reyes plays. Um, they've been getting Reyes more at bats against lefties, and it's working. Um, letting Valdez hit righties, and yeah, it's it's working out for them um, so far. So on the Angel side, Moniak is still 2600 hitting leadoff here um, for the Angels. Like, I mean, I always like to get a cheaper bat on a team that I definitely don't mind playing. So um, obviously Otani and Trout, they're two of the top end guys. Um, Moniak is cheap that, you know, he kind of makes it work. Um, oh, and Jared Walsh, right? He's really cheap. And yeah. He's back. Come, yep. Yeah. So 2,300. So and there's definitely ways to make this stack work. I, I mean, and, with Cassis being 2,200 on the other side of this game, I feel like it's the battle of the cheap first baseman in this game. Yeah, love the the Walsh call. Good to see him back. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen him. Um, struggled a little bit last season, but was like had a major breakout the year before that. So interested to see what he's able to do. He's definitely a better hitter than 2,300, even if he's not what he was two years ago. Um, love the money at call as well, 2,600 has been leading off on occasion. Um, Trout and Otani, certainly. The problem is all those guys are first base or outfielder. Um, so making the full stack, like, is going to be tough. You either have to use all three outfield spots on Trout, Moniak, and um, who's the other? And Otani. Otani and yeah. then playing, yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, and then playing Walsh at first. So, it's like, you're taking up premium positions, but I, it's worth it. Like, the pricing on... The cheap guys and then the, the two elite bats, um, all in a great spot against Hauk, who, like, below average strikeouts, hard contact issues, good spot for the Angels. Yeah, Walsh is a power guy, man. Um, hopefully, I know he was dealing with migraines and stuff. That's why he was out. So hopefully that's, you know, kind of working out for him. Yeah. All right, we finish out this slate with Oakland at Seattle, seven and a half total. The Mariners are a 3-10 favorite <laughs> in this game. Moeller against Castillo. Any interest in Kyle Moeller? No, thank you. Yep, that's a big old fat no for me. <laughs> um, Luis Castillo on the other side of this game. I mean, this guy has been struggling. But with that said, Boston, Texas, Houston, Toronto, St. Louis, his last five spots. Like, he has had a really tough, like, stretch here. 
Um, I mean, outside of Toronto, who's 13th against right-handed pitching in, in WRC plus, I mean, all of these teams are top 10 teams against right-handed pitching. So he, he just ran into a stretch, man. Um, I think this is a great spot for Luis Castillo to come out and just dominate a baseball game. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on this one. Um, he's just he's a really talented pitcher. He's not going to struggle for long. He gets an outstanding matchup here against Oakland. Um, huge strikeout rate from Oakland. They are the highest strikeout rate in baseball against righties, twenty six percent. This is a, a fantastic get right spot. He is underpriced, I would say, for this spot. I think he has ten strikeout upside here. Yep. Uh, Moeller, you know, we talked about, we, I mean, we really gave a, a fast no to Moeller. 5.7 XFIP, 15% Ks, 10% walks, 46% hard hits. Cannot get a right-handed hitter out. So, Been a rough go. Yeah, that's why it was a quick no. Yeah. Uh, Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, Suarez, Yasker, AJ Pollock, cheap side. If Murphy catches, because I know Cal Riley um, is dealing with some, like, neck spasms, I thought, is what I read. So, you know, you might get Murphy in there. But, yeah, anybody that cracks the lineup I have interest in in Seattle because once you get past this guy, you're getting the worst bullpen in baseball. Historically, one of the worst bullpens we've ever seen, um, you know, in the first month and a half of the season. What are your thoughts on Seattle? Yeah, I think they're the chalkiest stack on the slate, even even more than Coors. Um, you think so? Be- the reason that I'm going to say this, Keith, really quick, is people hate stacking the 10 o'clock games. Do you think they're still going to be, like, super chalky? I do. Um, like, people have caught on to this Oakland pitching staff just being absolutely atrocious. Um, I hope they're not because I love them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's the it's the Marlins and the Rockies in Coors. I don't, I don't think anybody's real excited about that. Maybe they're excited about pitching on – Picking on Chase Anderson. So I could see the Marlins being slightly ahead. The Braves are certainly going to have ownership. Um, I, I would say those are the top three. It's it's Marlins, um, Seattle, and, and the Braves as the, the three highest on offenses. All right. I think they're going to be popular. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, they're going to be like 5% owned. I'm just saying people hate stack. I mean, how many times have we talked about like the Dodgers and in great spots, we opened up the slate and they're 6% owned. I mean, it happens all of the time. So that, that's true. And they're pricey and there's, there's nine K pitching to, that people will want to spend up for. So potentially, although Coors isn't, isn't that cheap either. And neither is Atlanta. So Seattle's actually cheaper than, than both of those teams, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe that maybe people prefer to pay for pitching rather than going with a premium, like Julio Kalanick Suarez, type stack for Seattle. We'll see. It'll be interesting. It will. Um, and, and again, like Michael in chat said, anyone versus Oakland. I mean, it's not yeah. wrong. It, it really isn't. The bullpen's just been so bad. Um, Oakland bats, anything popping off to you here for Oakland bats? I know we can, I kind of skipped them. Yeah. I mean, it, against Luis Castillo, I don't think you need to take too long of a look here. Um, it's, it's not a great offense better than people think I would like, they're actually an underrated offense, in my opinion. I think Rooker is legit. I'd like play him as a one-off if you want to. I just don't have a ton of interest in picking on Castillo. Really solid control. It's an issue that he's fixed from from earlier in his career. Big strikeout pitcher. Just a tough spot for him. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? 
I am going with Singer against Detroit. Just a great matchup. I know he struggled. The strikeout rate has not been there this season, um, under 20%, but he was at 24% last year. I think he can get back to that range, especially in this matchup against Detroit. Oh, Yannin, excuse me. Um, I'm going to stay in the same game. I'm going to go Lorenzen. I don't think he gets six strikeouts, but I think he's the next best option under 8K. Over 8K to score under 15, who's your bust today? Tough matchup for Charlie Morton. Anytime it's the Dodgers, good good ballpark for home runs as well. Um, he struggles with the lefties a little bit. Great park for lefty power. Um, I think Morton stays under 15. Um, 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 I guess Cabrera, just because of his walk issues. Um, I mean, those are the concerning thing. I still like his strikeout upside. Over 4K to hit a home run today. Who's going yard? Eugenio Suarez, um, awesome matchup against a lefty there. And Kyle Muller, who's given up a ton of hard contact. He's got a really bad bullpen behind him. Um, should have four really solid at-bats here. I like it. I'm going to stay in the same game. I'm going to go Julio Rodriguez. You take the cheaper one, I'll take the expensive one. We like Seattle. Under 4K to get two hits today. What's a cheap bat that you like? Uh, give me Jaron Duran. Dude's been awesome. For, for Boston, 3,800. He gets Jaime Berea for a couple of innings, then Silseth for a couple of innings. Not scared of either one of those pitchers. I'm going to go Moniak. Um, again, same kind of reason. This guy just keeps hitting. He's 2,600 against my Sox today. I mean, he's hitting leadoff. Like, we're, we're continuing to get leadoff. It's just fantastic. So, um, give me Moniak at 2,600. Uh, stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to stick with your Red Sox. Um, just talked about the matchup against two pitchers that I'm not very scared of. Um, they're very left-handed, which should work out well for them. Um, good spot for Boston. It is. Um, I mean, I definitely have a ton of interest in them. I don't want to say Seattle. Um, I think we beat the, we beat it in. Um, we're very high on Seattle today. I'm going to, I'm going to go a little off the board today and say Kansas city um, gets the job done today. I like it. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I don't have anything else. That's all I got to. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow with Keith again, because he's filling in for my buddy Will today. Um, So, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. If everyone has a fantastic Monday, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We continue to grow the channel. I can't thank you all enough. Thank you so much. Um, Have a great Monday. We'll see you again tomorrow.